Hello, and welcome to another Meta Media Group production of On Purpose Magazine, featuring interesting, inspiring, educational, and entertaining stories, discussions, and interviews of purpose, with purpose, on purpose. Hello, everybody. This is J.W. Najarian with On Purpose Magazine, and today we're here with Justin Daniels. How are you doing, Justin? I'm doing excellent. How are you doing today? Wonderful. And you're in uh, Pennsylvania today? In Hanover, Pennsylvania. What's the weather like? Oh, it uh, f- falls around the corner. It's starting to, to cool down for sure. <laughs> so uh, before we know it, the leaves will be falling from the trees. Oh, man, that's a great time of year out there. It's beautiful. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we're excited to have Justin Daniels on with us today. Justin is the author of No More Vodka in My Orange Juice, uh, My Path to the Clarity Way. Uh, Justin, happy to have you here today. Thank you so much for coming. Thank, thank you for having me on the show. Um, I, it's a privilege to be here. Thank you so much. Um, let's just jump into it. Um, I, I've been digging through your book. First, let me, let me just make a couple comments. Um, uh, my expectation was I uh, wasn't sure, to be honest with you, because since it was a book about uh, a business that you started, the Clarity Way, and about um, you getting uh, you overcoming your addiction to alcohol, uh, I wasn't sure if it was how you know how dry it was going to be, you know, was going to be because it, it, it talks about having a lot of recovery resource material in it. Um, I was really surprised to find out you tell a good story. Well, thank you very much. Um, um... You know, my my heart and soul is recovery, and uh, I want everybody to have what I have today in, in the world of recovery, and and uh, people that are that are out there that, that are struggling, and uh, I want to be able to help give them the tools that I use in my own life uh, to be able to be successful. Let me uh, for people who don't know who Justin is, um, Justin, uh, his book cover says a man who brings a new meaning to the term self made, and and I'll and I'll tell you why here. Justin Daniels owned and operated a disaster restoration business, construction company, flooring company, daycare business, and real estate holdings. Um, I can see why you drank, to be honest with you. That's a a lot of stuff. Um, He has vast media experience, uh, both locally and nationally, with appearances on CBS, NBC, ABC, Fox News, CNN, NPR Radio, Red Book, Psychology Today, Good House Speaking, uh, Addiction and Renew magazines. His service master franchises were in Pennsylvania, where you're at now, uh, Maryland and Florida, and aided in the restoration at the Pentagon after 9-11 and the hurricanes in Georgia, Louisiana, Texas, and Florida. In spite of all that success, Justin faced his own struggles with addiction. Um, okay, so you, you got addicted to uh, alcohol, and, you, and um, when you hit sobriety, you decided to start. Well, I'm jumping right into it, Justin. Sure. You decided to start uh, your own center. Why? My, I was uh, basically I had my moment of clarity, and um, I was in my my last rehab. I was the first week. It was close to the end of the week, uh, about day six, and something just clicked and happened. And I went, you know what? I, I, I'm going to open up my own treatment program. I, I've struggled and uh, with all my my addiction, and I I. You know, just had trouble being able to have any kind of sobriety for any length of time. And I thought, you know what? I, I've kind of figured out what people need. And it's, it's a multitude of things. It's, it's getting to 
the deep-rooted underlying issues, but being able to address everybody individually. Um, you know, unfortunately, there's lots of different treatment out there, and, and good good treatment, but treatment that really designs it around more of a larger audience, a group. And you know, when when it comes to addiction. It's personal, and you know there's lots of different reasons why people use and abuse. Um, some are are psychiatric, some are uh, trauma from childhood. Uh, it's just it's various reasons, and and I wanted to be able to, to uh, provide a, a program that could meet the person where they are, not where we are. Okay, and the the question that stuck out in my brain, and I, and I didn't get an answer from the book. Uh, I dug through. Uh, I did not read from cover to cover. I dug through, and that is, tw- you know, the first thing that people think about is twelve step when it comes to um, alcohol recovery yes. or any recovery. Yeah. Um, do you use twelve step principles, or do you stay away from that, um, or how do you see that? Well, my program at Clarity Way. We tailor it to the individual. So if 12 steps works for you and that's the kind of component that's going to help you in your recovery path, we provide that. But there's uh-huh. also smart recovery that's out there now. Um, it's, it's, it's not as a, a spiritual based. Um, there's more of an individualized or people use their, their spirituality, you know, religion. It's, it's, it's what works for the individual. It's not just saying you have to do 12 steps. 12 steps works for a lot of people and has been very successful, but it doesn't work for everybody. So we are very open to what's going to work for the individual. Myself, personally, I use more of a holistic-based program. I exercise a lot. I do proper nutrition. Um, I, 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 um, I, I, I try to I seek. Uh, a therapy if I need it, if I, you know, I, I, I vocalize. Um, plus, you know, so for me, the way what works for me may not work for the person next door. So it's, it's right. most importantly, it's finding out what's, what's, you know, each person needs. So you're a facility, I believe it's in Pennsylvania, is that correct? Yes, it's in Hanover, Pennsylvania called Clarity Way. Okay, and so in order to keep this personal, is it a, a larger facility with just a very large um, staff, or do you just? Or it's a very small facility. We are small by design. We okay. actually um, are. We have a primary. Um, we, we have two different individual tracks. We have the Clarity Way program that is compiled of 17 rehab beds, six detox beds, and that is where we uh, do a lot. And then we also have a smaller program that's only six beds called The Cottage, um, more of an executive-based program or people who have social anxiety. So it's extremely small um, and even more individualized in our our program that we have up top. We typically provide of one-on-one sessions between 10 to 15 hours a week. That is our our clarity our, our normal clarity way program. Our program the cottage we offer 20 hours of one-on-one. And just to, to compare, most programs that are out there you, you would be lucky to have maybe an hour and a half, 2 hours of individual therapy a week. So we exceed that by, uh, you know, it, it's all about getting to the, the person's individualized issues. And our staff ratio is like three to one, which is is incredible for such a, a 29, you know, overall of 29 beds. Um, we, we have, uh, we're around 100 employees. Wow, that is incredible. 
So, um, this is there's a lot of there's a lot of um, as you said there's a lot of one on one. Statistically, uh, does does it prove to help the um, person kick habit? Maybe uh, percentage wise over other types of uh, programs. Well, the recovery is forever. Um, I think p- people are when they're in recovery, you can't take that for granted. And mm-hmm. you know, we treat all types of addictions. I mean, we treat people with uh, chemical dependencies such as alcohol or prescription pills, as well as um, people who have process addictions, which is like gambling or gaming. Uh, sex addiction and you know more and more as addiction um, people understand addiction people have a lot of they call it co-occurring disorders so it's the, the typical person that's struggling normally is not just struggling with uh, you know alcohol there, there's something else compromising that that could be uh, a dual diagnosis like bipolar or depression that's feeding feeding into it so um you know but if you the way i look at it is and i always tell tell folks that if you only treat the addiction you're only band-aiding the situation you have to treat the situation holistically that's mind body body and spirit so you you have to get to the underlying issues because if you don't only treat the alcoholism and you don't treat the whole person you're only you're you're you know you're going to relapse and you're in you're only buying time so yeah the spirit is important yes absolutely and, and where your mind's at absolutely Absolutely, with you know, with and your your spiritual component can can be whatever your belief system is, um, you know, and you know your body. You definitely have to treat when you treat holistically. You you know you want to put healthy food in. You want to exercise. You want to do the right things because when you you know put positive positive uh, uh, components in the body, you're going to get positive results. So it's it's critical. And you want to treat the mind. You know, in the mind, you want to be, you want to, when you're not putting the poisonous, the poisons and the alcohol and everything in there, your mind's going to function and, you, and your body's going to feel better. So it, it's, it, everything has to work in harmony um, to have, uh, you know, true meaning of, of, of having a recovering life from uh, substance abuse. Well, Justin, I jumped on this story um, when, I, when it came up, uh, when I saw your book. And I wanted to do this interview because I had a five-year addiction to meth. And um, so when I got out, I got out by myself. I didn't have help. But it was really getting my head screwed on right and, and putting positive information in and getting my – and I'm not religious at all. Uh, I don't follow any doctrine. But getting my spirituality together and my path together, that really helped me uh, turn the corner. So that's why I mentioned that's that. That's great for you. Great. Wow. Do you use a, a, a twelve-step based program, or or do you just use more of a holistic uh, type of uh, program for yourself? You know, um, what I no no twelve-step, and I'm not like I said, I'm not religious in, in, or spiritual in that particular sense. Um, no dogma here, but um, mainly I got rid of all my old friends and uh, got on new friends that were supportive and good, and I started reading positive, you know, whatever I could pick up, uh, you know. Uh, uh, Les Brown or uh, you know Jack Canfield, whatever I could pick up that was positive, I just started sucking it in like no tomorrow. 
uh, kind of changing the paradigm of my brain was was my thinking. Wow! So you you had your moment of clarity in, internally, and that's uh, that, that is terrific, and, and that's and that's the whole purpose of of recovery. Everybody finds it differently, and uh, some people need to go to treatment, some people don't, um, and there and there's you know, there's lots of ways to, to find your path, and that's uh, well, it was not it was fun. rough. I wish I had a path. Like, I wish I had one on one with with somebody. It would have been much easier, I think. Um, yes. And uh, luckily, I didn't uh, revert and go back, but. Um, Boy, I sure wanted to. Yeah, it's it's not easy. And um, if anybody tells you, to, uh, you know, to have a lifelong recovery, however you you get there, um, it, it is tough. Now, as, as time goes on, it, it does get easier when you're doing positive, uh, positive lifestyle changes, and and, and you know, it's the time. But you never want to get uh, complacent with that either. I've seen people who have had twenty years, thirty years of of recovery relapse and uh um that was a real that's that's in my book there but that was a real defining moment when i was in my last rehab there was a person that came in that had 25 years of uh clean time and uh, relapsed and they and the, the i i went up and i asked this individual i said you know what happened and they said well it was my birthday and i just started drinking but my my thought to that is Relapse happens long before. It's not just a moment. It happens long before the action. So that's why it's so important to be talking about how you're feeling inside and, and you know, living a life of, of you know, of, of cleanness and, and, and aspiring to be the best you can be. And when you're not feeling well, you, you get help, whatever that means, talking to someone or, or exercise or eating better. But the, that's so important. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because a lot of people that I've known that have gone back um, did so after a very long period of, uh, of not drinking or not doing drugs, and and it seems like they almost kind of felt like I've gone this far. I'm sure I'm over it by now. I'm sure I can do just one. Mm, yes, I do that with. Uh, I've done that with cigarettes all my life. Yes, <laughs> I'll, I'll quit for years and then go. Yeah, I'm drinking with some friends. I can smoke just one. Next thing I know, I'm buying a pack at the end of the night. Well, from even myself personally, I, I really, I think people who have addictive natures, it's it's that all or nothing type personality. And right. um, you know, I even find myself sometimes, you know, I eat I eat very clean, but occasionally, you know, you. you I allow myself to have desserts, and then when I allow when I go to the desserts, it's it's hard to just have you know one slice of cake. It's like, well, I'm going to do two, <laughs> and I and I find when with, with people in the recovery process, it's there's moderation is 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 not uh, typically defined, and um, uh, that that is so it, it's so important that you understand that about yourself. Mm-hmm. And you, when when things are starting to become uh, out of line, and you're feeling yourself drift off to where you're justifying in your head, well, I, you know, I've worked hard. I deserve this, or I've been really right. stressed. I, I deserve the cake, or like you said, the person says, you know what? I've had five years of clean time. I'm going to have a beer. It's Christmas. I deserve it. Um, my my thoughts are. That's a very slippery, dangerous slope because the minute you start to uh, allow yourself to have anything mind-altering in your body and you're in recovery, however you've gotten there, 
you are opening up uh, your serotonin dopamine levels in your brain that are going your pleasure center are going to say are going to start kicking in and saying I I can do this I I can handle now I'm going to start doing it you know every couple months and and before you know it you are back uh, to where you started and I, and I'm a, and I know this personally because I had um, with addiction in my own my own journey that you can go months you can go even a couple years. And pick back up, and it's not like you you just get to start all over again. It it with with addiction is it it, it kicks in to full full gear. Um, whether you have had twenty years you've not used anything, but it's not something that just kind of it, it gets better. It, it's always there, and you and you definitely do not want to uh, uh, tempt tempt that uh, that fate um, in any means. Well, that's great information, and. Uh and great advice. Uh, Justin, let me ask you, you know, for families out there of uh, people who know have family members who are in trouble or for people who believe they may be in trouble, um, what, are the, what are some of the signs um, that may, you may be, maybe there should be an intervention or maybe you should do something or get yourself help? Sure. What, well, a lot of times when people who are with work or passionate, um, withdrawing. I mean, withdrawal is probably one of, you know, withdrawing from family events, um, just where your loved one or your family seeing someone maybe where they consume um, one one glass or two glasses of wine, start to have the whole bottle. Um, you know, it, it's behavior. I mean, those are is a major sign when people, you know, let's say someone's had a surgery for their arm and they've been prescribed and it was a major surgery and they were prescribed some kind of uh, opiate, you know, Oxycontin or, or Vicodin. And for, for whatever reason, they've been on this medication longer than, you know, they may say you take it for a couple weeks, but next thing you know, they, you, they're on this prescription for months um, and they become very irritated. I mean, that's that could be a sign of their, they became opiate dependent. Um, the pain medicines we have, and, I'm, and there's a lot to talk about, but the, the pain medicines we have today are so much stronger than what we had even 10 years ago. So a lot of people who are getting prescribed medications from surgeries are becoming dependent uh, on, the medica- on the medication and cannot get off of it, and they have to you know, basically go in for a detox. Um, but as far as, um, and, and this can happen, you know, my firm belief, belief is if you do anything um, in excess, eventually your body's going to get used to it and accustomed to it. And I, and I think most people could get addicted to something um, right. if, if they do it enough. But as far as signs, I mean, signs are going to be withdrawal, um, behavioral changes are going to probably be the biggest, the biggest two. And then if that is the case, you know, if your loved one comes and tries to talk to, you know, you want to always be open with with your loved one, your family member, and talk to them and say, look, what, what way this is, the signs and things you're doing here, uh, I'm concerned, you know, or and and ask them, are you willing to get help? And but, you know, typically you're going to see more of a. a defense and it's going to be you know i have this under control and when you start to encounter that that's when you know especially if there's legal issues or loss of work or whatever or family time um that's when you may want to consider some kind of intervention um uh bringing professional in to to get the help for your for your loved one Mm -hmm. 
when somebody comes to your facility, they're not locked there, though, right? It's uh, it's open door. They we are a voluntary program. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's almost I, I don't know of anything um, unless you're incarcerated. Um, you know, most programs in in all the states are voluntary programs, unless you have uh, some kind of a psychiatric issue. And every state has a different regulation. Some call it 302, or Florida, I know they call it the Baker Act, where you actually get court ordered into to um, you know into a lockdown facility. But mo- most drug and alcohol substance abuse programs are strictly voluntary. So there's uh, unless you have some kind of legal issue. People I know for our program, they come voluntarily, um, and they come whether they come through an intervention from a family or a professional or someone themselves reaching out to, to get their life back uh, on course and, and, and mm-hmm. living it. Um, that, that's So we deal with many different uh, ways people come, in, come into us. Okay. Justin, let me ask you, um, you know, I mean, when I, hear, heard about, when I hear about your program, the Clarity Way, over some of the other programs that I've heard about, um, I can. I'm, I'm assuming privacy is a big issue, also, correct? Confidentiality, absolutely. It is. Uh, I mean, we're mandated by the federal law for HIPAA um, to protect everybody's confidentiality, um, right. as all programs should be. My question is: since you get all that one-on-one, is it? Uh, are you so much more expensive than the other programs, or are you still uh, um, available to? Uh, for people who have insurance and, and, and can afford? We work with insurances for people. Um, mm-hmm. we, we work on an out-of-network basis, which means you know people would uh, typically pay, and we, we have people that are in our organization to help get their funding back. But as far as our cost, our, our, our cost for our program versus other programs, we are very much in line with your, uh, most of the programs out there. Um, we're a lot more affordable than you would even imagine. Um, but we have, you know, we have different levels of our, of our individual program as far as the rooms and private rooms or shared rooms. So there's, there's variance there. But we are definitely, uh, very affordable. And I always, I always tell folks, you know, when it comes to substance abuse, this is a life or death. I mean, if you abuse, unfortunately, you will, you are going to lose your life, and you can't put a price on on you know how much someone's worth. So, right. um, no matter what, if, you know the families that are out there are struggling with someone they know or, or your spouse or whatever else. I, I urge them, you know, reach out to other family members, do, do what you need to do because substance abuse. Is it's not a, something that's that's going to to work itself out. If if you don't get help, it, it's 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 going to be too late. Yeah, you know, in my own in my own abuse, um, I consider myself extremely grateful and lucky because I was uh, I was probably the you know the exception to the rule because most of my friends that were involved with me at that time were yeah. just messed their lives up completely, yes. and. Um, since I left, I don't know how it ended up for them, but um, uh, I consider myself really graced. And but I think that um, I really believe. I wish I could. I wish I could have at the time, or did at the time, go to a program. And I believe in the programs that are out there because I've just yes. seen too many people get help. Um, let me kind of switch things around, Justin, to the book itself. You wrote a book. Why? Wanted people to know 
my story. It, it's you never give up. Um, I shouldn't be alive today. Um, all the things that my substance abuse allowed me to do. I, I wanted people also to know, um, be able to have resources to find not only our program, Clarity Way, which, you know, I'm obviously extremely partial. I think, I mean, we are the best program out there because of our tailorized program, but mm-hmm. whether you come to Clarity Way or not, I want people to have what I have. I want them to be able to have good, sound information to make a good decision, whether whether they come to us or someone else, um, and to be able to give tools and resources for people to uh, to get better and and have a lifelong recovery. Yeah, and that was the other thing, Justin. When I saw this, and I said, "Oh, you know, my path to Clarity Way," and of course, you have the Clarity Way, um, uh, you know, program and the whole bit. I also thought, "Oh no, this is going to be an infomercial for Clarity Way." It isn't. It's uh, it is actually um, an invaluable res- uh, recovery resource. Has a lot of great information in it, and you really kind of break things down. You tell a good story, um, and you yourself, I think you mentioned that you uh, had gone to recovery and 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 slipped up and had to go back. Is that correct? Yes, I I I, I slipped up or relapsed. Um, you know, many different times. Um, you know, I, my first rehab, my program I went to, I, I relapsed within a couple months after that program and, and doing outpatient and, and going to see individual therapists. So I, I struggled. I tried, you know, drinking, switching my drinks, and eventually I ended up getting uh, dependent on Ritalin as well um, oh, wow. to, to mix along with my alcohol to help sober me up. So I, you know, the longer I went in my, my addiction process, the worse I got and the more I started to, to try to use other things to, to allow me to be able to function. So. And you were kind of a, were you were a working alcoholic? Because I understood from what part of the story that your kids didn't even know you drank. No, I, I traveled a lot, so I made sure that uh, when I would drink, they were they were typically already in bed, and and so I would be classified. I was a binge drinker, so I wasn't someone that drank every every day, but I was able to function even through you know through my binges. As the close the, to the, my last treatment program, things were getting worse, where I was I wasn't as functioning as much um, as I was. But yeah, I, I was functioning and I was very successful. Um, I wasn't going to be homeless um, and I think there's far more people out there um, that have that have issues or concerns even about themselves and, and but they they justify that you know I keep my job I, I I go to I go to the school event but and they're afraid but there's typically there is always you know you you mentioned about um, there's typically 20 million people actively in addiction in, in society, so there's there's a need, there's a strong need out there for for programs like ours to to be there to to help you know to get the the daddy back to the family and, right. and be able to to have the courage to to be sober. Well, I wanted to touch on this because one of the things that I did, I, I lied to myself a lot over my addiction lasted five years and my teeth didn't fall out because. I considered myself a very responsible drug user, and those words like military intelligence actually don't sound like they go together, but I would measure my doses. I wouldn't take uh, do crystal after a certain time. Um, I made sure I ate or got sleep so I was able to keep my job and, uh, and, and look like a member of society that was getting, getting along. But I thought by doing all that that I could do that forever and I wouldn't have a problem. 
and I lied to myself because it started becoming a bigger and bigger issue no matter how responsible I thought I was or how much I thought I hid it. Um, and, you know, and I was hanging around uh, some pretty shady monkey people, which uh, was not healthy either. So, um, and I, I'm glad, so I wanted to touch on that with you because of the, uh, when I saw that in, in your book, I thought you really kind of knew about that whole thing of, of being able to make all the meetings and, and run the business and talk, you know, and play with the kids and still have an addiction on the outside of things that was ruining your life. And I'm sure you did a lot of lying to yourself. I, I lied to myself all the time and a lot lied to, to others. Uh, you know, I would, would tell my wife, you know, I'm, I'm feeling sick because I, I have a sinus infection. And really what it was is because I was, was hung over. Um, it, it was, there was, when, when you're in active addiction, um, there is not much truth. And now on the outside, you may appear to others that you, you, everything is functioning or, you know, you may have the, the house with the white picket fence and, 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 you know, everything that, uh, the American dream shows you. But on the inside, you're falling apart. You're, it's, it's a deep, dark, black hole. And, um, I haven't found anybody to ever disagree when, when you're in active addiction. Um, it's very black. It's very lonely. You may have lots of people around you, but you are, you're struggling, you know, internally and emotionally. Um, and, and, you know, until you get help, you can't, you can't be true to yourself. Um, mm-hmm. you know, however you get there. And, you know, it, what you were able to, to, you know, change your, your, your environment and people and relationships and be able to get to where you are. Um, where a lot of lot of, a lot of more people, um, you know, need some kind of uh, inpatient stay or treatment, and, and you know, until that happens, until you, you know, are you're done and you're in and you're and you're not using, it, it, nothing's going to change. I mean, you have to change the you have to change the actions and the behaviors with the addiction, or it, nothing is going to be, be status quo. So. Well, that's great. One of the things I liked, uh, part three, Legacy of Hope, Helping Others Recover in your book. Um, you talk to the families and, and, and friends of people that are um, either in recovery or having issues, and I thought that's got to be really helpful because there's, you know, the, co- the codependence in, in every addic- uh, um, um, person who's addicted to life. Um, People just really want to know how to help, and I've had, I've had family members who had their own issues, and even though I'd gone through my own stuff, I, I, to be honest, I didn't know the first thing on how to handle them or what to do for them. Should I call the police? Should I, you know, I, I felt like I was doing everything wrong. So this is a nice little guide to, you know, when you should do these things, and I really appreciated that. Well, well thank you, and uh you know, addiction typically it just doesn't affect the individual; it affects the whole family and friend circle. I mean, it, it involves everyone, and uh, um, and and everybody has to kind of know what their role is in it. Sometimes there's the enablers, people feeding into it, and then the codependents are actually kind of dependent on the individual. They kind of want them to be sick, so it's there's all right. the different. Everybody has their different roles, but uh, but it's it's there to help. You know, be able to um, have people to to know how to handle 
the circumstances and be able to talk to their loved one or their their significant other to be able to to get get the help that they need. Okay, so no more vodka and my orange juice. Why the title? It's pretty funny. Because vodka was my was my drink, and uh, I used to uh, the screwdrivers were where it was how it all started the the orange juice and vodka and uh, um, I really don't drink the orange juice <laughs> anymore, but uh, I just uh, I, that, that came to me um, as I was writing the book that, for the title, and uh, uh, I, I just I think it really says it all. <laughs> I have <laughs> I have no more vodka in my orange juice. There you go. No more vodka in my orange juice by um, Justin Daniels. And uh, I know that uh, you can find out more about Clarity Way at clarityway.com. That's C-L-A-R-I-T-Y. W-A-Y.com, and uh, you can get a, you can find out more about Justin Daniels at justindaniels.com. Um, you have a 24-hour helpline. Can I give that out? Absolutely. Um, yeah, if you're listening to this and you, uh, and you, you, you take this down for, for anybody you think might need it in your family or your friends, or if you're, you're listening to this and you need help now, uh, 877-251-6604, 24-hour helpline, give them a call. And what can Thank they expect from that helpline? Help now or somebody we just have, to talk We to have representatives uh, 24 hours a day, uh, admission counselors uh, on that line uh, that will, will be there, uh, whether our program's a fit for you or just there to help give advice, um, mm-hmm. to find something wherever wherever you live or what you can do to, to help others. So that use that line uh, not only to inquire about Clarity Way but to uh, Get advice um, to, to to find find help uh, immediately. That's great. That's good stuff. Um, we thank you so much, uh, Justin. For you know, for you. Know, are, do you still own the other businesses? You still running restoration? Uh, we we have uh, gotten rid of all the businesses. I still own real estate, but uh, it, this is my life's work. So Clarity Way is uh, uh, w- this is my passion. This is uh, you know this is my my chance to give back. So this is every this is who I am. Clarity Way. That's another reason I wanted to talk to you because you know On Purpose Magazine it kind of says it all. We look for people. We we really appreciate people like you who um, you know. Uh, have businesses that uh, do nothing but uh, but but social and uh, and other good. So we appreciate that too. Thank you very very much. It's it's a privilege to be able to, to help others out there. Let me ask you. I got you. A lot of uh, authors listen to these interviews, and uh, I I believe this is your, one of your first books or a first book for you. This is this is my first book. Yes, and I'm uh, very proud. I I like to touch on with the authors. Um, kind of their journey in writing because especially if it's the first time you've done it you had to have labored over this thing about how hard it would be to write it how hard it would be to get it published how hard it would be to edit it all those kind of things and and promote uh what has what has been the journey for you what's been the hardest part so far do you think what's the toughest part um making sure you get all the content that you really want to be able to to have the reader um, so they really can see the, the inside of you and what you're trying to say. Um, and, and that is, I think, was one of the most difficult, to make sure you get everything you possibly can um, in the context, context uh, but without 
going overboard. So it's kind of having that balance, um, right. being able to get the points out. And, you know, for my, my situation, it took a couple of years to be able to, uh, get this book done. And, uh, with, with running Clarity Way and all of life's, uh, issues that come up and kids and so forth. But, uh, but I, I'm, you know, all the work and everybody that helped me through this process, my wife and editors and so forth, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's one of the, the greatest things you can do in life to be able to, to put a book on your story and, and be able to give resourceful tools to uh, others out there. That's great. Are you available for speaking and things like that? Absolutely. Um, if if uh, anybody uh, wants to, to get in touch, uh, the justindaniels.com website, I'd love to talk uh, Anybody out there that would you know wants to hear about the the recovery process and whether it's my story or or many people we've been able to help and and also uh, uh, lots of new uh, uh, techniques and, and modalities that are out there to help people in the recovery process I'd love to be able to share that. That's great. And how have you found the promotion uh, promotional part of putting out your book? Is that the, the tough part? Absolutely, with uh, with all the different uh, media um, uh, outlets out there, it's it's not like what it used to be. Um, it's there's so many options, uh, so it is it is uh, it is challenge to be able to to get the the, the book and the, the information out there. But um, you know, you just have to start to crawl before you can walk and. Uh, <laughs> Um, and, you know, and, and do the best you can, and, and, uh, and if you've done a good job, obviously, uh, uh, good news will travel. And did you self-publish this? This, uh, this is self-published, yes. And what made you decide on self-publishing? Uh, I'm sure you did all the homework, right? With the self-publishing, I, <laughs> unless you've really, when you write your first book, unless you've or somebody of uh, some kind of celebrity status or, um, you know, just the publishing company is really looking for something, um, the, the, something particular topic, it's, it's hard. Um, and I think the self-publishing route nowadays is, is far more effective mm-hmm. um, with, with the different outlets like online and so forth and social media. You can, you can, you can cover a lot more ground than, than uh, the way it used to be. Um, so it's, it's definitely more, you can be more effective now than ever. Do you think, you, I mean, because it's so much easier to do it than ever before, obviously, with um, the advent of the Internet, do you think um, the big thing that people argue would be distribution? Do you think you've lost a lot losing distribution, or were you able to get that no matter? Uh, no, I, I still think I can get the distribution. I mean, I, I, I've done a lot of research, and, and I have someone we work with that uh, has been in the uh, book business for a long time. So with, with some helpful advice, um, there's publications you can you can get your book in front of people for that are you know buyers for bookstores and um, you know you you can be self-published or public you know obviously having a publisher is gonna they're gonna help help you do a lot of the legwork but self-publishing if you uh, I'm fortunate to have a lot of of good people that that uh, that work on our team that that help this process along too to be able to to get get to get it in some people's hands to to, to help get it distributed so. Yeah, it kind of sounds like the message is uh, writing the book is only a part of the the whole work process, the whole book process. Maybe even a smaller it, part than people think. 
Well, I heard a statistic that, and I don't know if this is true, and I'm, I'm just going to quote this, so I don't know how accurate, but I heard something like there's, I don't know if it's 4,000 books a day or 4,000 books a month, um, and I think it's less than 10% of them um, ever sell more than 1,000 books. So it's yeah, you're um, right. You're 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 actually probably even low in those numbers. It's three million books are published a year, and try to find the la- lowest two million on Amazon. You won't even find them. They sell up. I think half of that number uh, make less than two hundred and fifty dollars. Yes. It's, it's, yeah, I would say that if you're going to make money uh, being an author, that it's it's you're going to have to do a lot more than just write a book. If you build it, they will not come. It's a lot of stuff you have to put behind it. A lot of work. Yeah. Books are, uh, um, especially with uh, Kindles, and so even buying books is not what it what it used to be. But I mean, if you're um, someone who's, I mean, writing a book can be very therapeutic, and just in making an accomplishment. But right. if you write a book, it does not mean that you are going to to get uh, lots of notoriety or or um, the presence that you may think. Yeah, I don't think those numbers should dissuade anybody from writing their book. Yeah, no. you've got a book that you want need to write. I think you really need Go to do it. it. And yeah. um, <clears throat> you know, I'm sure it, this book has got to help you uh, pick up uh, speaking engagements and uh, and you know all those kind of things. Does it not? Uh, the book definitely has. A, they kind of. Uh, the book can be your business card, as uh, right. a, a lot of people will self-publish. It's uh, not so much, you know, if someone really wants to get to know someone, you need to read a book about them. And uh, you're really going to get pretty, you're going to get a lot more closer and intimate reading someone's story or what they've written about resource, you know, resources uh, than, than any other uh, little brochure that someone can give you. So if, if you really want to know uh you know the, the topic. You, when you read a book, you, you get you get the real facts. Wonderful. Or so you hope. <laughs> <laughs> so you hope. Uh, listen, this is everybody. This is J W Nigerian from On Purpose Magazine speaking to Justin Daniels, the author of No More Vodka and My Orange Juice: uh, My Path to Clarity Way. Um, Justin, can I give you the last word? Kind of, uh, you know, um, whatever you want to say uh, in closing. Yes, thank you. Um, it's a privilege to be able to have this opportunity to whoever's out there listening to to the story of of my path and Clarity Way. Um, what I want to do is is whoever is struggling or knows someone out there with substance abuse addiction is you never give up. Um, it's it, you can't put a number on how many times someone goes to rehab or how many times someone goes to therapy or 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 you know whatever it is you you never give up. This is this is something that with with addiction is life or death and however you get someone help um i i I urge them this is a call to action um please use clarityway.com and and go there and call our commissions people and and ask them we're there to not only you know um, talk about our program but to tell you about many other programs that are out there and ways to get help because you know I, I'm fortunate enough to still be alive um, and, and in recovery I, I just want others to have what, what I have and, and once again like I said this is a privilege for everybody who's listening right now and uh, um, thank you well thank you that was Mr. Justin Daniels this is J.W. from On Purpose Magazine And I wish everybody a great day and an even better tomorrow. 
Thank you, Justin. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to our Meta Media Group production of On Purpose Magazine. You can find On Purpose Magazine at onpurposemagazine.com. On Purpose Magazine and JW On Purpose is the property and is a trademark of Meta Media Group, and this audio is copyright 2012, and all rights are reserved.